This is a HeadGum Podcast. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Picture this. One day you look in a mirror and you ain't got no damn eyebrows. <laughs> you can't find one anywhere. You don't know where they at. You don't know where they went. You don't know how the hell they're not on your face. But you got to be at the Oscars tonight. Your husband's got a big chance at winning. <laughs> so you get to the Oscars and you're there with your husband or what we what everyone perceives as your husband. And you you're sitting there. And a comedian that you can't stand gets up on stage. <laughs> and he starts talking about your missing eyebrows <laughs> and your bald head. <laughs> and how you've gone from three teams in one season. <laughs> and your husband starts yelling at him. Keep my quarterback's name out your fucking mouth. <laughs> he goes, what? <laughs> I'm sorry, what? So your husband gets up and walks on stage and slaps the dog shit out of that man. He walks back to his seat. Says, keep my quarterback's name out your fucking mouth. And the comedian goes, why? And he says, because it's Josh Dobbs Redemption Day. Josh Dobbs Day. Josh Pinkett Dobbs. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Who's Josh Dobbs married to? Yeah. G.I. Joshua Part 2. Yeah. 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 Can't wait to see it. He's, he set it off this week. He set it off this week in honor of Jada, I would say. She's in set it off, right? Yeah. I got really, yeah. 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 I got really insecure about that. It was, she, it, was a, it was a low down dirty shame what he did to those oh, Atlanta yeah. Falcons. He had us screaming too. Yeah. Uh, My My wife even watched it on her girls' trip. Oh, that was a little bit better than me just saying collateral. Collateral. <laughs> oh, he should have ran the triple option so he could have thrown a collateral to. Uh, ah, fuck it. That was good. You have to be in the Matrix too to do that. Ah, fuck. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Except it's called the Matrix Reloaded. Shut up! Shut up! There might be a Roman numeral out there floating around with us. Mm. I know y'all hear that voice. I know y'all hear that voice, and y'all love that voice. Y'all know this man, and I'm gonna do it again. He's a a wham hanger. He's an airplane hanger. (laughs) He's a mom banger. Cause he'll bang your mom. And as he said before, <laughs> he's a Boston Strangler. <laughs> Give it up for Ryan Stone Stanger yeah, in the uh, house. A motherfucker. In, <laughs> in his own house. We're on Zoom. In, yeah, in, in his Welcome own to your house. own house, dude. 
This is a round two for us. Uh, let's just say we had technical difficulties the first time around, maybe on my end. Yeah. Um, but uh, so if it sounds like some of this is rehearsed, it's us remembering bits that we did. <laughs> we love Trump. We love Trump. We love yeah. Trump. Yeah, it's mostly Trump stuff. A lot of Trump. A lot of Trump love. It yeah, is election why, day. It is election day. Get released. Ohio is uh, voting in favor of abortion, despite my oh, best efforts. Good. <laughs> good. That's my state, sp- baby. He's got to spend a weekend over there, man. Fucking changed yeah. all their minds. <laughs> when I was driving through Wisconsin, we were doing Bang Bang in Madison. And driving through Wisconsin, it was like so many billboards that were like, this is a life. Like, this is, it was like babies, like ba- like fetuses. Like, this is a life. Oh, that's oh, yeah. all over. Ohio has a big one where it's like the Ten Commandments and it's like hell is real. And it's in southwestern Ohio. But the last one just says hell is real. And I always wanted to put a billboard up like 50 yards down with a bunch of guys dancing in a gay nightclub and just says, real fun. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I was like, would the first guy be able to do anything about that? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know billboard law. I feel like billboards are cheap out there, too. Yeah. They're probably not paying a ton. You just got to find the the person that's a capitalist that's doing that. And, you know, they'll fucking do it. I mean, like, uh, that's how, like, uh, a lot of, like, gay rights happened in, uh, was through beer. Cause, like, Coors Light's like, fuck, we'll sell, we'll sell the gay bars. We don't give a fuck. <laughs> oh, make yeah. Money. yeah. Oh, shit. Capitalism is a broke clock that is right twice a day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sometimes it works. I got to give it to him. Yeah. You got to give it to him. <laughs> yeah. All right, Ryan. Let's yeah, yeah, yeah. Deal, man. You're going to tell us some stuff we've never heard before about how you are, by a wide margin, the most accomplished football playing guest we have had on our show. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. There's so much fucking stuff. It's crazy because I, I so I played college football. I played in the Pac-10 at the time. Now it's the Pac-12. Who knows what it'll become? But um, I went on a, a full ride to Cal. Um, and it's crazy because I told a lot of these stories before I got into comedy and started doing UCB stuff. That's where I met all of these guys. And, uh, and then once I started doing UCB, like nobody gave a fuck anymore. But so then we met and yeah, I talked to you about we, it every single time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Meharry. Yeah. Carl. Yeah. And then, so like all, they're, they're all kind of like dusty stories, you know, that I kind of drag back out again. Usually like old businessmen would want to talk about it, you know, like old, like jock sniffers, you know? But like UCB, like nobody gave a fucking yeah, shit. Yeah, the little dweeby but dorks. <laughs> we're the we. You have found the right crew because yeah. I've talked about this. I know with Carl many times. You know, we working in Hollywood. It's like, would you rather work with like fucking Christian Bale or like fucking Christian Brown from the Nuggets? And it's like an easy call, man. Like Christian Brown, I would, I would take the deep bench athlete over the Oscar winning actor any day. Like, oh my gosh. I'm friends with I'm friends with one of the one of the Clippers coaches, and he, in my eyes, is a fucking hero. But he's such a big comedy fan, and so he <laughs> never wants to talk about basketball stuff. He like played overseas for a long time. His dad is the coach at Miami, uh, Coach Larinaga, and uh, shout out to Coach Larinaga. I got to meet him, and we went we hung out in, in Vegas for summer league and stuff, and. He, we were trying to like, like me, Paul, Sheer, and like Phil Lord were like trying to get stories out of him about like, dude, what was it like playing overseas? Like, you played with pros. Like, what was it like? What was it like being that high level an athlete? Like, cause like, 
I'm always like the one person who has sports experience, but again, like definitely failed at it. And so like to see somebody who like accomplished it and the way he, he, but he's like, oh yeah, no, nah, I play with some really cool guys. So like, what is it like working with Andy Samberg? And we're like, man, we don't give a shit about that. Like, <laughs> no, it is, it is wild because it's like I would love to like you know just be a fly on the wall and hear stories about some trainer that like just witnessed Michael Jordan shooting dice in Barcelona or something. You know, it's yeah. like all those are like fucking fascinating to me. But but then you'll hear like comedy people that love like Peyton Manning in commercials. Yeah, and it's like I'll see that shit and I'm like he's all right you know but it's like peter uh, sellers is like he's way funnier than i could ever be and you like watch one it's like <laughs> about getting more double stuff oreos than you can and yeah. like, hey, he's a fucking comedy genius and you're like oh you know i don't Have know you see, right. there's yeah. one right now that is such a lame ending to it where the guy's like i wish kirk cousins would tuck me in at night and peyton's just peyton who hasn't been in the rest of the commercial is just there suddenly and goes that's weird, man. Who says that? <laughs> I'm like, why did he need to come in for that? <laughs> he, yeah. I mean, I guess he he can read a lot. It's weird because he kind of has a similar delivery to Aaron Rodgers, but he is funnier. Like he can turn oh, a oh, line. Sure. I mean, there and then there is guys like fucking Shaq and Barkley that are just legitimately funny. Like they are. They're just that. They, they're funny when they try to be. They're funny when they don't try to be. They're yeah. You know. And then there's like Shannon Sharp, who's like just funny not trying to be you know yeah shannon sharp chad ochocinco like these dudes yeah. you see those clips of them, of them doing a podcast like shannon is like truly like it, the the nation calls him unk but it's like dude this dude is so similar to my dad and uncles like it's like the way he talks the way he, especially because i'm from the south like the way he talks the the language he uses the the quips that he says is just like this is yeah. crazy it's so cool to see this on tv and, yeah. and like and him being so accomplished and successful at what he does. The guy uh, that makes me laugh the most is Ray Lewis because he <laughs> talks and he goes on forever. And yeah. you're like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, man. And everyone in the studio is thinking the same thing, but they're terrified of him. He's yeah. like, he's just like this, like kind of like he's always panting and uh, yeah. breathing real he hard. He just and, hangs his white suit in the background, and then like people are like, just let him fucking go. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I met him. I don't want to be a he killed a guy. Yeah, I met, met Ray, Ray Lewis. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he spilled wine on my uh, ex's shoes, and uh, he felt really bad about it. And I I said, our friend James is a big Pittsburgh Steelers fan. I was like, hey, can I get a picture with you? And uh, have you give him the finger? And he's like, absolutely not. <laughs> 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 but he he handed us uh, three hundred dollars to for the shoes. Wow. And then went outside and it didn't really do anything to the shoes, so we gave the money back. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Spill the wine, wouldn't give the finger. <laughs> <laughs> For whatever reason, I wanted Ray Lewis to be really impressed with me by giving the money back and instantly regretted it. <laughs> yeah. That, that feels like a- He's got plenty of money. That's like a Bible story, and the lesson is just keep the money, Ray Lewis. Yeah, he? <laughs> yeah, he killed him. What is what is it with Ray's Ray Carruth? Ray Carruth was uh, from a hometown, like my hometown. Oh shit! Oh, I didn't know he was. Yeah. From, I didn't know he was from California. Yeah, Ray it's like a, or, or, or Roseville, I think. Oh wait, that's why it's Ray Carruth Junior High now. <laughs> <laughs> now they, they named it. Yeah, after they him. named it after him now. Uh, uh, that's so hilarious. Ray Carruth. Uh, for those listening who doesn't know who Ray Carruth is, famously had his pregnant wife killed. Uh, and you guys get mad at OJ. This dude actually did it. 
<laughs> and Ray Caruth's cameo in the Naked Gun movies was dog shit. He's dog yeah, he was funny. A, he's <laughs> not, not a physical lines. comedian. Yeah, he Norbert's Norbert. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so to I don't be fair, know. He's real young. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> what do you, I don't know. What do you guys want to hear about? I mean, you know, like recruiting stuff or yeah. Stuff tell us at- about your high school. Tell us about your high school experience and into your in, into going to college and getting recruited. So I so I was shitty as an athlete for a long time. Like it's kind of a big kid. Like I I grew really tall, really fast. I've heard you guys have tell similar stories. Um, and so like I was like uh, six feet tall, like in seventh grade maybe. And so everybody's like, he's gonna be a center. Like he's huge because I just was obsessed with basketball. Like I love basketball, and it was just so so popular at the time because there's just so much fucking exciting shit going on. Um, but I also love football and, uh, I played pop Warner where that's what it's called, where I was growing up. I, I fucking sucked though. I was big. I sucked. I played with a lot of older kids. It was eighth graders and high schoolers. Cause, uh, the, the league I was in was so good. They had what were called older lighters, which were high schoolers that would like skip rope to keep their weight down so that they could play another year of pop Warner football. Fucking crazy. But, yeah. We're like Teddy Bruschi also was from my hometown. Um, yeah, yeah. So he's like years, years ahead of me, but yeah. Okay. But, um, so I, I was playing that, but I fucking sucked. I played offensive line cause I was so big and just got fucking dominated and pushed around. And like, I think my dad went to one game and then was just disgusted by it. And that's why you kept going back, right? To, to get dominated and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to be humiliated. I mean, yeah, you pop, were famous pop dom or like <laughs> you were famous for asking edge rushers to spit on you. Yeah. <laughs> Pin me down and spit on me, please, sir. Yeah. And they're like, what the fuck, dad? I don't want this guy on my team. I'm um, just going to drop back in coverage next play. I don't yeah. want anything to do with this guy. So I got into high school and like I was just like just starting to like, I don't know, like hit like a little early puberty and you know i was always like hitting the weights and shit and so when i got into high school i I told my parents i was like i'm gonna play running back in high school and they had seen me play pop warner like they witnessed it so they're like they had a legitimate talk with me like hey you know should manage your expectations as as far as what's going to happen and maybe just go wherever the coach says is best for the team but I told them I was like, "Look, I'm gonna I'm gonna play running back, and I'm gonna get a scholarship eventually." And they're like, "All right, dude." <laughs> <laughs> they're supportive parents, but they were like, "You gotta be fucking reasonable." Yeah. We just watched you literally beg to be spit on by you know <laughs> <laughs> uh, these edge rushers. You had each fuck. player come up and kick you in the balls. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, you, you tried to get the other team to wear stilettos. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I don't know what that was about. Yeah, I was trying now, to explain to them what extreme ball torture was, and they're like, "Okay." This you're not allowed to show up to you got suspended anymore. for handing out cigarettes for people to put out yeah. on you you did have a sign that said ebt accepted here and they thought it was for food assistance but it was extreme bald thank you thank you thank you thank you oh uh, Howard Stern reference. Uh, thank now you did, Chris, thank you uh did sorry, either of your parents perhaps challenge you to a race at this point yeah yeah so what greg is referencing is my parents didn't think i could run they're like you're not fast and i was like we're real clumsy with our (laughs) pre-interview it's like byron allen um but they uh they didn't believe that i could i was like i'm fast now somehow i became fast or whatever and so they they took me out to this junior college um that was close to where i lived and challenged me to i think my dad did first (laughs) 
and I fucking smoked him. He was in his 40s, and I was like a 14-year-old kid. I don't know why. Even like as a slow kid, I, I, you know, and then my mom didn't believe it. So then my mom had to go out there and I had to beat my mom in a race too. <laughs> and I fucking beat her and they're like, oh shit, maybe there's something to it. So I got, I got into high school anyway, make a long story longer. I fuck, I convinced the coaches to let me try. They wanted to put me right on the O-line too. Cause at like that age, at that size, they're like, you're 200 pounds. You're going to play O-line, but yeah. I let them like let, let him uh force him to let me play running back or at least try at it and i was good so i played freshman football and was really dominant as a tailback in freshman football like fucking huge out there just running and long runs like 70 yard runs and shit just like the best feeling oh yeah it's open field running is it's like everything and nothing it's it's so great i mean that's why i kept coming back i don't know how much i loved football <laughs> You know, and like all dealing with all the bullshit of football and like how hard the training was and all that stuff. But like you're to just get chasing to, the dragon of a of, of a long yeah, touchdown run. Yeah. To break into like the open field like that and just like beat everybody or score. Uh, or, is this fucking <laughs> or me and Ryan just like, what was it like? Yeah, <laughs> It's hard to describe. I mean, it's so you're so in the zone. It's 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 unreal. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's like, I don't know, your best you know, your best time doing something live on stage or what, you know, it just is like, yeah. fucking, it's like, you can't do anything wrong. It's when you're really in the zone like that. And it's like, you hear people talk about it, you know, great athletes, you know, playing basketball or whatever it is, but yeah, there's something about open field running. And so I was, I wasn't like the, I wasn't like the niftiest guy, but I can make really good decisions in the open field. And I just had weird kind of uncanny speed for my size. Just acceleration. Then, yeah. So I, I like a really good first step, which made me good in college. And then at least in high school, like I, I had good breakaway speed, which was just kind of surprising. So then I kind of nurtured that. It was like early when, when um, you told me, you told me your 40 time, what was it? You had like a crazy 40 time. Yeah. So I, I started doing plyometrics and stuff. And then this was like, right when in high school, they started doing, uh, preseason combines, for juniors going into their senior year. It's really common now, but this is brand new. It was a Reebok preseason combine. And so on an AccuTrack um, electric timer there, I ran a four, five, three, you know, I like 220 pounds. And 220, man. Yeah. And then I did, they did, they had some like scouts come out to our high school and on hand times I could run some four fours. I mean, it was probably in the four or five range, but you know, if they were a little quick on the clock, you know, you get in like a four, like a four, four, nine or something like that. Yeah. And Ooh. so, th- so then it, that was really fast. And then like at this combine, I had like a crazy vertical, like a 35 inch vertical and 11 foot broad jump. I ran track too. And like I had a 21 foot long jump and I ran like our four by 100 relay team with, did pretty good until we faced real competition. But I <laughs> ran the third leg of that and the third leg, if people don't know, in a four by one is the shortest leg, um, Mm -hmm. in the baton pass. And you also hit a turn there. And so if you're heavy, you know, and you're good at like a shorter distance, you know, you can really dig into the turns and stuff. So my splits were really good on that. And so after I did that re that preseason combine, uh, then all these schools started coming after me. And so I got a lot of good looks and took official visits and (laughs) that was really fun trying to pick where where I was going to go. What were the other contenders besides Cal? I was looking at um, like all like all the Pac ten schools, so you know Stanford and UCLA. Not a lot of love from SC, but UCLA, Stanford, Cal, Oregon, 
Arizona State I liked a lot. They were doing well at the time. Snyder was the head coach. And I took a really fun visit to Tempe. And there's just tons of good-looking girls. Like, Party school. I, I had never, like, at my high school, there was just a lot of, like, flat-ass, like, pancake-ass. <laughs> I don't know if it was just, like, <laughs> like college. It, people, like, women were just, they were just more woman. Yeah, womanly, but there was just a lot of pancake asses at my and so it was like yeah. okay, we the, got it. The first no, 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 keep talking about it. <laughs> Name this. This is at Ray Caruth High. Yeah. <laughs> and look, I'm sure there are women there that were and are still disgusted by how I look. But when I got into college, like I was just starting to see like big asses and stuff, and I was just like, holy shit! It just like fuck. I didn't even know I liked it, but I was like, man, this is, this is like making more sense to me. And I saw a lot of that at Tempe. And so I was like considering Arizona state. <laughs> Dude, I wanted to be, I wanted to play D one so bad just to go to like a party school like that. Yeah. I would have totally flunked out with my personality. I would have totally <laughs> flunked out. I would have, I would have gotten kicked off the team and it wouldn't have been for like drinking and shit. It would just, it would have just been for talking shit and, and not, just parties, Carl. Because you would have been fine, dude. I because yeah, even at Cal, like during like winter conditioning, like I would show up to um, the winter conditioning, like the five. You had to be there Lombardi time, so at six a.m. You had to be there five fifty or whatever. I'd show up, not sleeping, still drunk, and just like throw up a few times and then just play. <laughs> dude, <laughs> me at Sunday hoops, baby. <laughs> my my fucking D two school was so lame, like. It wasn't it, it, like we had no status on campus as athletes, like because nobody cared. Nobody came to yeah. the games. Like it was just like it's it like everybody at a D two school is there for education. Yeah, like, I mean, I you know, I I can draw some parallels to Cal, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, it, we, you know, like go, going to like a school like Arizona State at the time or Colorado at the time that we're getting into some bowl games and stuff. You get a lot of love, um, but Cal, you know, it's an academic place and. You know, and I was on, I was there for some horrible fucking seasons. Horrible. Like, I mean, truly humbling, embarrassing shit. Oh, man. This is a real quick side note, but here's a crazy thing that you guys will appreciate. In the in my hometown where I went to high school, this the college where I, I had to show my parents that I could actually run the junior college, it's called Sierra College. And the whole time I was growing up there, the world champion San Francisco 49ers would have their summer camp there. And I think they went there because Rockland, it's called Rockland. It's a big town now, but it was really small at the time. I mean, it was like a big deal when they put a Taco Bell in. I think they went there just to get the guys away from distraction. Yeah. And it was really hot. And they had to just like live on the dorms there. But it was the fucking craziest shit because it was like, I got Joe Montana's autograph. And they would be like, we'd be at my friend's house. 10 years old and his mom would be like I saw Gerald Rice at the bank he had his Nike <laughs> check marks all over and we'd like sprint over to the fucking Washington Mutual and like Jerry Rice would be in there and Whoa. I mean it was I wasn't even like a huge Niners fan but they were winning all these Super Bowls and so like you got to see you got to see them around your fucking town like a Dairy Queen and shit Tom Ratham you know Brent Oates Brent Jones I mean, Brent Jones that's who I meant yeah. to say yeah George Seifert you know fucking poking around the fucking Ralph Merton Hanks Merton yeah. Hanks driving yeah. his car with his head out the uh with his head out the windshield or the yeah the he'd do group. that dance everywhere you know like his little funky <laughs> yeah. chicken dance Roger Craig was he yeah Roger Craig, um, Clark, yeah. who was Dwight Clark? Is that the guy who made the catch? Yeah, yeah the that catch. was the catch. Yeah, 
probably this- missed him. He probably was working in administration though. Um, but like, uh, I think, yeah, Montana's last little bit there. Steve Young, Steve who Young. was like a, a real tool. Nobody liked ask, him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Ricky really? Waters. What's that? Ricky, Ricky Waters. Waters. Yeah, William Floyd. Wait, is Steve Young Mormon? <laughs> yeah, he went to BYU. I'm pretty sure. BYU. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's Mormon. He, you could see like the guys roll their eyes at him because he'd be like, r- like sprint out to practice and stuff, and everybody's just like, oh god, you know. He was good. He did when he like blew it for him. I heard a story that Charles Haley like took a shit on his car. <laughs> he came through. They won two with him, right? One. Oh, I think one. just one. Just one. Just, just one. one. Yeah. yeah. He had uh, a hell of a year that year. I think he was MVP too that year. Yeah, he was scrambling and stuff. He was fun to watch. But um, yeah. yeah, and I just remember great. We got to go there a few times, like as high schoolers, and I remember seeing um, Ken Norton Jr. like hitting curls with like 225 on the bar (laughs) it's like plumber and ken norton jr were there my high school linebacker coach oh really ken norton jr yeah did he still have the guns then dude he had fucking crazy guns he was scary as shit he was only at our school because he had to like he was trying to coach in college at at sc oh yeah and they were just like you got to coach high school before you coach college so he came to our high school and coached linebackers Looking like Big Mac tonight with his yeah. fucking big old head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you had a, the straw cowboy hat on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it was that. So that was like a crazy weird thing. And like when I was getting recruited by Cal, Mariucci started recruiting me. He was still there when I was going there, and then he left and went to the Niners. He's a great, like a great college coach. Could never put it together in the pros, but like he was amazing at Cal and like this really like magnetic. Guy. He got me really interested in Cal. Um, and like he brought in some great players there. They had a great season with him. And there was like this crazy story when I was first going there. There's do you remember these guys Reagan Upshaw and Dwayne Clemens? Yeah. yeah. They were I two defensive Upshaw, linemen. Yeah. Edges, at, edge guys, yeah. Yeah. Two defense line two de- defensive linemen at Cal. They left before I got there. They went out early in the draft. But there was a story at, so during the summer, some of the fraternity guys would stick around and then you could um and, and throw parties and shit at their uh, fraternity houses. And there was a party there and they, I guess like all the football guys that were staying for the summer went and they said some racist shit to some girls there. And they told Reagan Upshaw Dwayne Clemens and they went in there and fucking kicked the guys out of the house and lived there for like 10 days until like <laughs> the cops stepped in and told them to leave. But I was like, holy shit. That's, they didn't go to jail or anything, but they lived there. And, you know, it might've been two days, but we heard it was like 10 days. And when I first started going there, Tony Gonzalez was just finishing up. And like, I remember going to see him play basketball in the rec. He played on the Cal basketball team. Right, right. And he would fucking jump like over the rim, like dunk, but like have his like hand, you know, like way over the rim. Like he was one of those guys that could grab quarters off the top of the backboard type shit. (laughs) And so it's just like, oh shit, this is, things are getting real here. (laughs) (laughs) What was that like though? What was that transition like as a person coming from, Coming from being like the best high school player in your in your area in in one of the one of them in the state because you said you was close to being an all American if you hadn't gotten hurt your senior year like yeah what I, was it I like? made I made um recruiting advisor like some like publications a couple publications preseason all American and then I didn't get it for my senior year because I was I got injured I tore tore my ACL Ooh. like I fucking blew my knee up I remember that like. We didn't know what it was because it was it blew up so big that they're like, we can't tell what the injury is. So I had to get an MRI. Yeah. And I remember my dad was in there with me and it was like booby miles and fucking Friday night lights. 
The book. I only know the book and the movie. I don't know the series, Greg. I know you're a fan of the series. Oh, I got it all right here. <laughs> yeah. But it was like Booby Miles where it was just like, this is where your ACL should be, and it's not there. And I remember the doc uh, that fixed it was like, there's. I found pieces of it fucking everywhere, dude. It blew up. But but so I so I missed out on that. Real a lot chill of school- doctor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's like doctor. Who's this guy? Yeah, yeah. It's but he's texting crazy, me at eleven thirty at night. Texting me this stuff. <laughs> Bro, you're not gonna believe this, dude. I'm still finding pieces of your ACL, though. I'm drunk. I miss you, man. He say he mailed you a little piece of ACL with bumper stickers from all over the world. On yeah, it. it was really a weird. little flat Stanley situation. <laughs> it had the emoji with the hard eyes that said "Marry me, hon," and I was like, "What the fuck is that?" <laughs> <laughs> it's got my. That's what I do to porn stars when they post stuff. I'm still waiting for a response. <laughs> Beautiful, hon. I love you, babe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> gorgeous, gorgeous. You're so gorgeous, my honey. Um, <laughs> thanks, Doctor Dillingham. Um, so, like, I like a lot of schools like backed off, but I had pre, like I wanted to commit to Cal. Like, I just really liked Cal, and so they, they and they're like, "We'll stick with you." And, and so, like, I always loved him for that. And my head coach, who was a good administrator, just maybe just didn't have it as a head coach. His name was Tom Homo. He played. He played for the Niners and coached for them. So he got like four Super Bowls. What was his name? Tom. I was looking at Tom Holmo. 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 What would you rather have, Tom Homo? Would you rather be Homo, Purdy, or Hubert, Herbert, Herbert, Herbert? Yeah, Yeah, Herbert, Purdy, and then Homo. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) by a country mile. I feel like you just go, you just go way out there with Homo. But anyway, he. so like he was, he was good to me though. He's actually at BYU now as their athletic director and he got them in, like he negotiated their deal early to get into like, where are they in the big 12 now or some shit? I, I haven't yeah. kept up with all the expansion except for Cal. It's, it's all over the damn place. Yeah. 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 He was Ryan. He was a uh, roommates with um, Reed at BYU and McMahon. Oh no. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's Homo cool. was. Yeah. But anyway, good guy. Good to me. Um, Just a, just a horrible head coach. He was a defensive Wait. coordinator when Mariucci left, and so I think that's why they got him for a deal. And I think you told me a story once about this guy where he was trying to. He was like really upset and tried to deliver a uh, a speech like at halftime, and to make a point, he tried to rip a play call sheet. Is that yeah, him? yeah. So he he was just you just felt he was such a tragic character. You felt so bad for him. There would be he kind of way talk like when you go when you get real mad, you go up in his register like this. And like there'd be shit like where he'd be after practice and he'd be like, bring it up. And then so he'd say something, the most important thing you got to remember when we take the field against USC. And then there'd be like a low flying plane, like would like fly over. <laughs> you got to remember to get up. But <laughs> pad level. That's the most important thing I could tell you. Like we'd fucking all of it. And we'd be like, all right. And then, like, uh, we had this, um, we had this poster in our locker room, like most schools do, um, and it said "Road to the Roses" because the big deal for the Pac-12 was to get into the Rose Bowl. Essentially, yeah, yeah. If you won the Rose Bowl, because that was you, before you won, the BCS. Yes, so before the, Rose the BCS. Bowl was still, yeah, yeah. As, as a Midwesterner, the Rose Bowl was it, man. Yeah, and so it said "Road to the Roses," and this one season we went one and twelve, and so Ooh. and like. 
when you're when you're playing like it's bowl games are such a big deal because you get stuff from bowl games and so we would hear tale of like our friends that like were in the holiday bowl and they're like dude we got a fucking playstation we got a leather jacket we got we got gift certificates we got candy <laughs> you know so you're like oh shit candy. Dude. yeah i mean anything trick or treating. At the time. yeah i mean back then it's different now like i feel like yeah. people just get everything now but back then it was like Dude, they got fucking fun size Hershey bars. They got a leather jacket. They got <laughs> everything you can get out of a Newport cigarette magazine. With a yeah. Yeah. They got so, yeah. Duffel your coach bags. is trying to manage your expectations. Put a new poster up that says road to the insight.com bowl. Yeah. Road to the fucking toilet bowl for us. But so he was like, he would see like, so it was made out of like this kind of like hard galvanized plastic or something. And he took it down, and so we were all kind of filing in there during halftime, uh, like against one of our, you know, f- Pac-12, Pac-10 schools, and like we were, and like all season, like everybody does all this math, so we like lose our first game, we'd be like, all right, if we win one, and then they lose one, we can still do this, and then we can still do the Rose Bowl, we can do that, and then it would like the bowls would get progressively like worse, and we're all right, we're still in the Mekaliki like Melikiliki Maka Bowl, you know, like all that shit. Uh, and so, like, he would just hear all this fucking math going on, and it pissed him off. And so he's like, I've been looking at this poster every game this season, and people are too preoccupied with it. It doesn't mean anything. You just got to win the next game. And so he tried to, like, rip the thing in half, but it was this hard plastic. So he's like, Rawr! and, like, couldn't <laughs> rip it. So I've been looking at this thing. Rawr! And then, like, he'd vamp a little more. And he does. What you got to do is focus on the next play. Oh, couldn't rip it and then he tried to like kind of fold it to like snap like it. a credit card like what yeah. you're done with the credit card and like it just whipped back perfectly into shape <laughs> and it doesn't mean anything and then finally he just tried to throw it hard onto the ground but because it's so flat it just kind of like sailed down <laughs> to the ground and then he tried to stomp on it. And it's like, if you try to stomp on like a flat piece of paper, you just look like a horse or something. Like just like <laughs> stomping your foot down. <laughs> Absolutely tore his Achilles, but couldn't admit it in that moment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was just like the fucking shittiest, saddest oh. speech ever. Yeah. And like, it's, that's where I started having these like, kind of like existential moments. Like, what am I do? Do I want to do this for my whole life? You know? If you'd like to watch the video recording of this episode and check out some bonus shows with the guys, go to patreon.com slash the flager ones. Guys, football season is over. That means playoffs, Super Bowl parties. I don't know about you guys, but I ate like a maniac. And so I'm needing something healthy. I need to eat better. Thank gosh. <laughs> thank him i need to eat better thank goodness for factor factors delicious ready to eat meals make eating better every day easy uh whatever tomorrow wherever tomorrow takes you be ready with pre-prepared chef crafted and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door you'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from including keto calorie smart vegan and veggie and more and there's even more to enjoy with over 55 55 nutrition packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious what are you waiting for get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go 
And these aren't just uh, these aren't just meal kits that are gonna take you forever. They've got two minute meals, so you can. They don't up. take four hours. They don't take four hours. They're not using up your whole kitchen. They've got two minute meals where you can fuel up fast with factors or restaurant quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. Snacks, smoothies, and more. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. They're not just handling lunch and dinner. They're handling everything in between. So head to factormeals.com slash foosballs50 and use code foosballs50 to get 50% off. That's code foosballs50 at factormeals.com slash foosballs50 to get 50% off. Well, yeah, that's so what were your pro prospects like? You you got invited to some training camps, right? Uh, yeah, so I um I had a great I mean I I was the victim of some politics. I was like physically you I, always I say had that. Physically I had all the gifts, you know, yeah, with fucking Biden in office. I think we're all the victim <laughs> of politics, you know what I mean? Uh <laughs> uh Physically, I had a lot of great gifts, but mentally, I couldn't string it all together consistently. And so I'd have like flashes where I was really good and had a couple of good games and started most of my redshirt sophomore year, I think. There's this weird thing, too, where we, I, I, I think I played for five different offensive coordinators because we had Jesus. a great defensive coordinator and a great defense while I was there, and they couldn't find the right fit for offense. And so I got recruited there to play. Um, in like a traditional fullback in a traditional pro set, I played tailback in high school, but they, you know, in college, I'm going to be a fullback, um, just based on my size and, you know, what I was capable of. And so they, so out of an eye, you know, in a pro set was good, but they, this offensive coordinator, they brought in, I think my junior year switched it and started using an H back. Um, and so then they've shifted me over to H back. So sort and, of a hybrid fullback tight end kind of deal? Yeah. And the problem was is that I just stayed with the running backs and they should have just had me drill a lot with the tight ends because I would have to do a lot of these kind of like shuffling motions. And like I just wasn't as comfortable starting off the run or, you know, blocking right on the line of scrimmage. And then, you know, and like I could run running back routes, but you know, the you know, getting into a more complex passing tree. I just didn't have a ton of experience. And yeah. so I just needed more reps doing that stuff. And so I was used kind of sparingly. And I also, I wasn't recruited by my position coach. And so he, he's one of these guys that lasted, he's coaching in the pros now. And he's one of these guys that lasted through all these offensive coordinators because he was such a good recruiter. And so I didn't, you know, cause they're like, well, you know, this, the offense is shitty, so we'll fire the entire staff, but this guy brings in good prospects and, you know, yeah. a lot of his guys play. And so when I the didn't... prospects come for a visit, he makes sure all the asses are fat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He knows. Get all the fat ass girls here. Get the pancakes <laughs> out of here. Yeah. He has special parties, you know, invites, you know, fat ass only, you know. Yeah. Uh, Flyer. Flyers all over campus. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, later I kind of realized like, oh, you know, it behooved him to kind of like push his guys a little bit, you know, so that he could show yeah. that, which was kind of it. But, you know, it was my job to be undeniable. And I, and I, and I wasn't, you know, I was kind of, I was pretty streaky. So I got to, I got to take some ownership, but, um, so I was kind of struggled, you know, in finding myself in this kind of H back position, but had flashes where I'd have some great plays. And then my going into my senior year, I got a, um, uh, sports hernia 
where you tear the abdominal wall off the pelvis bone. And before it used to be a, like a career ender. They didn't know what the injury was. And the guy that now it's common, they know about it. You see a lot in uh, stop and start sports like hockey, football, and soccer. Um, and the guy that pioneered the surgery for it is in the Bay Area. He did my surgery. And so that ended my season, though. They have to go in and attach a piece of mesh to your abdominal wall and your and your pelvic bone because um, it tears. Transvaginal mess. Transvaginal mess? Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's it. <laughs> Episiotomy. Because um, it won't heal on its own. And so that kind of ended my season. And I think if I had had a great senior year, I maybe could have been a really, really late draft pick or got invited to some more camps. But as it was, I had like a good pro day going into my senior year. Um, you know, strong, ran a great 40 time again. Um, and so just kind of based on that and the strength of, you know, some old tape I had, I, I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, the Bills invited me to camp and the Chargers invited me to camp. I think. I know the Bills wow. for sure. I can't remember the other ones. But, you know, even that, it was like, I know that they would want me to just to come in as an athlete and contribute right away on special teams or most likely practice squad, you know, if everything yeah. went well. Yeah. And like, I didn't love special teams, you know, like ideal for Your me fears. would be, would be is a, is if I got picked for a, a very specific system and was able to do what I was good at, but like, I wasn't going to be able to kind of go out there and, you know, run down on kickoff and, you know, be a real versatile special teams player. I did play some uh, edge rush though at Cal. Like I, I was on the depth chart as edge Whoa. rush too, because I had like a really good off the ball, you know, like, so I could like get in there quick on people. And I, I we had like this ancient defensive line coach. And I remember they were like, you know, it was more of a depth chart issue than like my natural ability, you know, but it was like, this guy can do both. And so I remember they were like kind of trying to quickly bring me up to speed. And it was a really weird game. We were on the road against Oregon state. Um, so we're staying out in Corvallis at this weird hotel and there just so happened to be like, I had a horrible head cold. And so like I was on all this Sudafed and felt all fucking crazy. And there just so happened to be a little person convention going on at the same hotel. So I felt like I was like swimming, like trying to remember the offense, trying to remember my responsibilities for defense. And then I would see like, a guy like on a stool, like arguing with the, <laughs> like the front desk, you know? And then like everywhere, there's just like hundreds of little people all around, which was, which is fine. It's fine. But it just was like, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's, fine. it's a fine thing. But I mean, you know, you gotta, yeah, it was just, it just was, was like, when you're tripping. Yeah. I was tripping. I was just like, holy shit. And this guy's like, I, you know, like screaming about his room and stuff. And there was like kids and, Moms this is a stuff. scene from In Bruges, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. From the end of In Bruges. But I remember talking to my defensive line coach, and uh the guy never smiled. And like I remember like he's just like this old I he was ancient, could like barely walk and shit. And I remember like I would imitate him and people thought it was really funny. Like we had this great uh linebacker, and he'd always like call this linebacker out, and he just liked this guy because he was good. And so he'd you'd try to like give him a hard time and be like we're running a drill and he'd be like, hell, Matthew Beck's over there hiding. 
And, so I, <laughs> and everybody called him Matt Beck or Beck, but he called Matthew. Hell, Matthew Beck's over there hiding. And so I would <laughs> imitate him all the time. And I got a lot of like, uh, you know. Yeah, were you like the that. funny guy? Like, uh, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. for sure. It, yeah. And so with with so I was sitting down with him and I had to meet extra with him because he had to make sure that I was up to speed. And so I was just kind of blowing it on remembering all the defensive calls. And so he says, now, Stanger, if we call for bear attack personnel, what do you do? And like in a previous game, like I had just missed a personnel call. And so there's only 10 guys on the field. And so I say, uh, you know, I have like, I said to him, like, stand on the sidelines by you like a fucking idiot while there's 10 guys on the field. And like, I saw just like barely the corner of his mouth go up. Like maybe the first time he'd come anywhere close to a smile in 62 years. And he was like, Stanger, you're humorous. It's uh, <laughs> a good compliment. But yeah, we, wow. we had like crazy, co- like there's so many characters. And like, uh, I was there when Namdi Asamoah was there. And uh, I remember his defensive coach, his, his position coach would call him Nambi. So I'd always imitate it. <laughs> Nambi! Nambi! So I got a lot of points for that. One time we were actor, out. Actor Nambi Asamoah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, produced a film and, you know, got some good marks for it. Um, produced it and starred in it. Uh, yeah. We were out in Oakland one time and there was like some crazy guy that was maybe unhoused. I don't know. But he just kept screaming at us while we were going. We'd go to this place called Nations. It was like a chicken sandwich place because it was open all night. And he was just screaming at us. And I was there with some of the big boys, like older guys. And uh, he was screaming at us, look at me in the eyes before you're gone. <laughs> look at me in the eyes before you're gone. <laughs> there was this huge guy who was fucking awesome named Jerry Deloach. And so I just screamed that one time at practice. And he heard me and he was with us and laughed at it and loved me after that. So like, uh, oh, nice. yeah, I had a problem with my, with my roommate. Uh, when I was in the dorms freshman year. And so I needed to get out of that dorm. And we had this guy who was kind of like an advisor for the players. And so you'd go to him with issues. And so he was like, I can place you with these guys that are on the basketball team. And so Cal had a good basketball team. And so I went and lived with these guys. They're all from Chicago. Um, One of them was named Dennis Gates. And like, I don't know. I mean, they probably never. Wait, from Hoop Dreams? No. No, 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 no. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's oh, Arthur. Arthur Gates. Yeah. Arthur Gates. Okay. Yeah. I was like, whoa, is that where the story is going? <laughs> yeah, I wish. No, that, I, I love that movie. But these guys were like, they're like, they allowed it, but they're like, uh, you know, we've never really hung around a white person that much. <laughs> they're all from like <laughs> Chicago. And so like I called them and this, so this recruiting advisor had a real specific way he talked. I won't do it for the podcast because I don't want to get canceled, but I could do his voice exactly. <laughs> and so I called it and said like a bunch of horrible stuff about me. And then they knew that it was me that did it eventually. And then, you know, that ingratiated me to them. So then we became friends and stuff. And so, <laughs> yeah. So it was, yeah, I mean, it's definitely like we had this guy on our team that like legitimately had probably like a 13 inch dick soft, <laughs> maybe like 13 or 14. It's inches. a famous guy. <laughs> You've told yeah, me about this. Yeah. He's an he's, NFL guy. Yeah. It got It was a, a drown one draft pick. And so uh, Andre Carter. Yeah. <laughs> and so as soon as like we were in the showers and I saw this guy's fucking dick, I was like, holy shit. You know, so like I would like like endlessly talk about it and then like i taped a water bottle to my dick to make it look like the size of his and stuff and a lot of people weren't used to like this kind of you know shit you know? eyebrow stuff yeah it was crazy locker it's like, room talk I, 
like I got, you know, I got my shit going on and you know, everybody there's like pretty big dudes. And so like, I got used to those kinds of dicks. And then when I went out into like the general population, I was like, holy shit, there's a lot of fucking small dicks out in the world. But, <laughs> but, but we were at, how we were, often were, Oh, at like gym showers. Like, yeah. Yeah. You go to like, a, like the YMCA or something. I'm like, shit, there's a lot of, is that UCB a micro green dick? room? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but we, so we would host athletes, you know, when a player goes on their official visit, you host them. So they have a player, they'll give you a little bit of money. It's not enough to really do anything. And you take the player out and try to show him a good time, take him to like a frat party or something. And so there was this famous strip club in San Francisco called the Mitchell Brothers O'Farrell Theater. And they produced porn films. They had like crazy hardcore <laughs> strip club. And it's a crazy story. Like the Mitchell Brothers, like one of them, I think murdered the other one. Um, <laughs> there's some like legendary Jesus. story about it. But anyway, and there was this place called the Copenhagen Room where it was like two girls would do a sex show and they gave you flashlights and like you like try to shine the flashlights on it and like it, it had it <laughs> Wait, why you shine the flashlights at what like you tried things to, you like liked? every everybody got a flashlight and you would try to just put it on the part that you wanted to see i guess i don't know it was such a certain gimmick. listen i didn't fucking come up with it left butt cheek yeah yeah, mm. yeah. all right everyone point at the thing that you like the most <laughs> yeah i don't know I guess it gave the girls a little privacy, but these girls also would kind of do sex working too. And so I, we, we took some players in there one time and the guy was like a Cal fan that was the manager. And so I kind of like negotiated with him. I was like, look, these are players that we want to come to Cal. And so we're trying to show them a good time. Can you let them in? Because there was like a crazy, like $80 cover. Cause they didn't serve alcohol or like a hundred dollar cover. And we didn't have anywhere close to that for our money to take him out. I mean, we had basically enough to buy him like a shitty lunch or something. And so the guy let us bring those guys in. And eventually I, I broke into like one of the offices and stole some football Cal football letterhead and wrote this letter. Like, will you allow, you know, and like tried to make it sound all official. And the guy's like, yeah, he agreed to it when we showed him the letter. And so we could take <laughs> players in there uh, regularly. Eventually like guys like on the team would just lie about it and say like, Oh yeah, we're, we're showing this guy around that work that, and so they like they ended it. But for like a like a year there, maybe we were able to take our recruits there. And so we had this JUCO guy that really we really wanted to go to the school. And like I, Andre Carter was really like bashful guy that got the huge dick. He was you know did not like the attention he was getting. I'm sure he hates that I'm saying it now. But um, and so we had this player and like we he really liked this girl and they were sex workers there. So it was like a consensual not inappropriate thing it was hush hush because it wasn't legal but the girls you know it's how they made a lot of them made their living and so we were like what would it take for him to get a hand job and she was like oh it's gonna be you know this amount of money or or whatever it is like we don't have that and i was like what if <laughs> this guy shows you his dick he's got like the like a 15 inch dick and she was like what no, a trade-off yeah no <laughs> <laughs> and like Andre, he was like, I don't want to fucking do that. What the fuck are you doing? Like, I was just trying to like broker this deal. I was like, there's gotta be some way we can put this dick to use. Um, <laughs> gotta start making money off this thing. Man. It was like in like uh Boogie Nights when Burt Reynolds sees like Dirk Diggler, you know, like where he like <laughs> <laughs> 
But you know that. So that was like the kind of did, shit. Did that he ever I have a conversation like, with you where he's like, "Hey, man, I don't think I want to hang out with you." Anymore. Yeah, pretty much. He just stopped hanging out with me. <laughs> I mean, he's it's a brilliant also like improviser, he, but he never wanted to come to UCB. <laughs> yeah, he just, he he's like, and just the just world has stated, been IO. I feel like it's one of those things where you're like, "Oh, stop saying that," but it's not a bad thing to have going around about you. There no. is like a there's like a picture of him too where I feel like you can see it kind of like <laughs> snake down the side of his pants or something. Snake there's, down. <laughs> there's there's wild shit too. We had this like like crazy offensive lineman. We had this guy named Reed Deal who later went to jail in a Ponzi scheme, but he was like a true fucking psycho. And they did a big they did a big expose on not a big expose, but like a big write up on him and like uh you know like the San Francisco Chronicle or whatever, like like some big newspaper. And in his room, he had a poster of OJ Simpson well after the double homicide. He said a picture of OJ Simpson in the background. From the courtroom? Holding <laughs> 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 it smiling. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, and he, he um, like when I first got there, like I had all my body hair shaved it was like when like van damme and all that shit was really popular and i was like trying to show muscles and stuff so i just like all shaved down like just trying to like look all ripped and stuff and so and i had like this dumb i still have it i'm getting it removed but a tribal tattoo around my arm and uh and it's super embarrassing and like by the time i'd gotten to college like it was already starting to not be cool and so like <laughs> we were in the showers and Reed deal like zeroed in on me right away and he was like, oh, shaved body. And he's like, and he, so he started saying, like, you got a tribal tattoo. You got that to look cool at pool parties. Shaved body, tribal tattoo, pool parties. Shaved body, <laughs> tribal tattoo, pool parties. And would, like, say that to me over and over and over again. And, like, he was such a psycho. Like, I would be, like, in, like, training table. And he'd be, like, across the room. And, like, I'd, like, be looking down and, like, glance up and make eye contact with him and he'd be he'd mouth it shaved body tribal tattoo pool party <laughs> and like uh we were doing like these like uh gassers at the end of practice and like he you know like was way far away from me and then like we're running all these gassers and we're all fucking out of breath and shit and then like he kind of like nosed in between me and like this other guy just like struggled in there and we're, he was like all like out of breath like <sighs> <sighs> we're like in three point stance <sighs> <laughs> and then he stopped. Shaved body, tribal tattoo, <laughs> <pool> party. <laughs> and he he had a fucking somehow like he supposedly like made a bunch of money on like an eBay trade, like day trading. Now we know he was up to like shady shit. I don't know, but he so he had a he had a Mercedes Benz that said R Deal on the license plate, and he would like drive around and pick people up. Cause like as a freshman, we didn't have cars and we would just walk back from our stadium where we, we had like had our conditioning to the locker room. And it was like a long walk and you're fucking exhausted. And so he would stop and he'd be like, he'd have like a full car, you know, like empty, you know, like five seats available. And he'd be like you and like, just pick one guy and I'd be there and like, just drive <laughs> one guy to back to practice <laughs> or back to the fucking dorms. So finally one day after practice, he drove me back. And we would park at the top of the stadium. And this was like a Sunday kind of like film conditioning day after game day. And so at the top of the stadium, they would have trash cans where everybody as they were leaving would dump their trash. So for every stairway that you walked up, there was a full trash can. Okay. And so he's in his car. We're the last people to leave. And he's giving me a ride. And so he was like, okay. And so he's like backing up. 
And like, he keeps like finagling his car all weird. And I'm like, what the fuck is he doing? And then gets it just right. And then hits a trash can and knocks it down the stairs. And you just see this trash can go down the stadium stairs and like trash fucking flying everywhere, like down the stairs. And he was, so I was just like, all right. And then he drives and we're driving out and then right to the next one stops, starts, stops, hits the next one. Trash flying everywhere. Does every single one. There's probably like 15. It takes us like, it takes us like two hours to get out of the thing because he has to keep like, like Austin Powers, like reverse forward, reverse forward, angle the car just right. (laughs) That shit is, that's something about football is like, Football teams are so big that see basketball teams are small. You usually bond with everybody on your basketball team, even if y'all get chippy at practice and stuff like that. Like you usually still are like these are my brothers. Football team there there be people so on the many. football team that like, you I don't even absolutely know that person. Fucking hate like yeah. y'all play if, if y'all play different positions different on, on different sides of the ball and like maybe upperclassmen versus underclassmen. It's like man, I can't stand that dude. Like I oh, played with yeah. this this offensive lineman who uh, in Mississippi who was like so big and strong. And he would like just attack underclassmen in practice, and 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 he would not be cool with you. You try to like extend the olive branch, be like, "Hey man, uh, you want to check this uh, game game enforcer magazine out?" No, get the fuck <laughs> out of my face! And it's like just like a dick, like and it's yeah. just like, yeah, man, that's my teammate, but I don't like that guy. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, Truly, I mean, yeah, because there's like like on, probably ninety people on the team, you know, yeah. six sixty making the traveling squad or something. I don't know. And so, like, and so it's just so many fucking people and in groups. Yeah, I've always been curious, like, when there's such a a person on a on a big team like that that's so just kind of toxic. Like, how does a team deal with that? Depends on how good they are. Yeah, they're good. You just fucking deal with it. He's a good offensive lineman. He we like we played against Louisiana Tech and we lost by one kick. And we had this kicker that nobody really liked that much. And like he just like it it was like just a a gimme field goal to win the game. And. uh and like he just like winged it out there and it was like a really ugly kick. And so it was a super long plane ride back. And we all had our own seats because you know they charter a plane and shit. And so uh Reed sat by him on the plane. His name was Tim. And he'd be like the whole flight, like, hey Tim, and like imitate the ball that he missed. Timmy. And like just and like the coaches and shit just let him fucking do it. Oh, <laughs> torture the kid. Yeah. Truly torture. I mean, yeah, I mean, just fucking. Like somebody put a uh, like a bagel dog in his locker with like lotion squirting out of the front of it, so it looked like jizz. They put it in Reed's locker, and he just blamed the guy next to him who didn't do it, who was also another kicker. And he's like, "What the fuck is this shit?" And like he like mopped up the lotion and just as as like maybe. I don't know, a foot or less away, started throwing the bagel dog at the guy's face and it just kept bouncing off the guy's head. And then he'd pick it up again and throw it at him in a succession of maybe like 10 or 15 times. And he like, he even made himself laugh on that one. (laughs) Like he's trying to look all mean and scary, but he had to laugh at himself on that because it was, it was funny somehow. So this dude was ramming police officers in November of like last year. (laughs) Wait, what's his name? Who was? Reed Deal. Driver accused of ramming police cruisers during pursuit. So he's been practicing how to ram shit since those trash cans. <laughs> he And he went to jail for a fucking, like, some kind of white-collar real estate crime, too. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, he's, well, you know, and then it's like you start, you think like, you guys have probably like had this discussion, chicken or the egg, you know, because it's like people just be like, well, football players are crazy. But then you start learning more about CTE and you're like, oh, <laughs> you know, maybe <laughs> there's something going on. You know, these guys weren't necessarily was, born like this. You yeah. Know? Was the last time you were here, Ryan, was that when we talked about Richie incognito mode? <laughs> was that your episode or was that a different one? That was yeah, a different yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> I think I heard that episode, though. Maybe that was Ben's episode, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, so it's all, you know, like all that fuck, just crazy. Like, I was just missed Jeremy Newberry. So, like, Aaron Rodgers and Marshawn Lynch came in right as I was leaving. Um, so there's yeah. some interesting stuff. I mean, like, my most embarrassing play ever was at Arizona State. I was having a great game. I, I popped off a good run, um, and my helmet got knocked off. And so, like... You see me after the run, like it was a televised game. And like, so you could see like my face and shit. It's rare for football. Like the basketball guys got tons of love because they're, you know, the, the camera's right on them. You know, um, they did, they did like have to go to the NIT one year and they won it. And I made endless fun of them for that, for winning <laughs> the not in tournament as well. Yeah. But, um, but, uh, my, so my helmet popped off. And so like, I was having such a good game. We were on the one yard line. They're just giving me the ball, like out of eye formation, just to punch it in. But I wanted to go airborne. And so it just wasn't, if I had just kept my head down, I I'm sure I would have scored. I could have like swarmed in there and scored, but I tried to go airborne and this fuck, um, who's playing right tackle had backside cutoff and he just blew his block. And so Terrell Suggs, um, flew That's around it. the yeah flew around the end right as i was going airborne and punched the ball out and so i i should have i should have been controlling the ball better and i should have just fucking kept my head down and scored but i tried to go airborne he punched the ball out nobody saw that it was a fumble because they thought like oh he's gonna score for sure and so i got pinned on the ground with my arms underneath me and guys on top of me so i couldn't get my arms out and I saw the ball like right by my head right there. And if I had just covered it up, I would have scored, but like, I couldn't get my arms out. So I was like, like sticking my tongue, like anything I could do. And I remember somebody just like standing, it felt like forever, like looking around and then seeing the ball on the ground and then picking it up. And then fucking Arizona state got the ball back. And like everybody from my hometown watched that game. I remember I went back to my dentist and he was like, oh, I saw the Arizona State game. And so everybody clued in on me because you could see my fucking face because my helmet came <laughs> off. And then they saw me fumble on the one-yard line, you know. So. Oh. <laughs> that, shit is, that shit is tight as hell, though. When uh, We got to talk about off the air when you made the transition to comedy. And did, do you think – because I definitely felt like when I started doing comedy, I was like, oh, this feels like sports again, but but nice. Yeah. Like being on teams and shit. And oh, so much. So much. Yeah. yeah. I think that's why I liked it. Some and like even like improv, which you practice, you know, like I would say practice, and then people would be like, You mean rehearsal? But it was like it's pra you know, it's like it's practice, practice yeah. and like drilling and like, you know, you know, doing something scary with other people and then, you know, having your successes and your failures. There's a lot of parallels for sure. Yeah. And even like I had this crazy thing where I was in I'll tell you guys some other time, but like I was in uh, Vegas with a bunch of like rich guys. I was a personal trainer and I was training this guy and I, I was with these girls and like, they just kind of convinced me to smoke crack. <laughs> oh my I just gosh. did like, I just did like <laughs> one hit off this thing, but I just wanted to like fit in or whatever. But in like, you get like this crazy rush from it, like a, a big serotonin dopamine rush. And it felt like scoring a touchdown 
or really doing something great on stage and making people laugh. And it felt, so it felt great, but it also made me feel sad because I was like, oh, that's, that's what they're chasing is this yeah. feeling that you get yeah. of like, you know, just rush and joy and bliss. But I was fortunate that I experienced other ways, but you see like why I guess athletes or, you know, celebrities, it's like, you know, LT, if he's not on the field, he'll fuck <laughs> To wrestle him out of a fucking crack house and then he'd go have like five sacks, you know? Yeah. <laughs> he'd get chased That, that is the story of that game. Uh, they Someone recently talked about it, but the, the five sack game, right? He, he They he couldn't comes, find him? Yeah. yeah he I think they, somebody through. sent like, like, uh, like hookers and stuff to his, like the team hotel room, right? To like well, kind of fuck no, with him. Someone told this on LA Sports Radio last year. Part of it is that he... They had played on Monday the week before or something. Like he thought the game was a day later than oh, it was. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And he was driving home in the morning from the club where he had been all night and he drove by the stadium and it was packed. And he was like, fuck, the game is today. And <laughs> yeah, he went like, in and had five sacks. <laughs> that dude what is a, so fucking good. He he also seems like a goddamn maniac too. Oh yeah. yeah. He's a fucking good actor like any given Sunday like as the shark yeah. as the shark. He's fucking great yeah. in that. Honestly, yeah. one of my the things I think of immediately when I think of him is the, the really gruesome Joe Theismann leg breaking that happened uh, on Monday night mm-hmm. that yeah. you could tell it was so bad because Lawrence fucking Taylor was immediately just like Please, get over get there. Me, there. Like, yeah. He's yeah. flipping out like yeah. yeah, it takes bone and blood but it it got him. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I love him. You know what? You know what's crazy? So people don't love any given Sunday. I love that movie. People don't like it. But there's a shot when um like Willie Beeman's first play that felt like I was like they kind of nailed what it feels like to be out there. Like how fast and you know crazy everything. Oh yeah, is. yeah, yeah. Oliver Stone. I mean, he made some weird choices directing it, but I think that the football was pretty especially accurate. at that time pretty well shot and stylized. Yeah, you I, can't see shit. Like you put on a football helmet and you're like, oh, this cuts off a lot of my peripheral. Like I really yeah. <laughs> and and just like how like in high school, like I remember thinking, like, fuck, I'm just gonna do what I want on this one. And like I would reverse field and shit. And like, you know, sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't, or I'd like get really emotional and get a sack or something. Like in in college, at least, I'm I'm sure even less in the pros. It's like just do your job. <laughs> yeah. 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 Don't, don't fuck around. Not, unless yeah. you're like a true freak or something. Barry like Barry Sanders, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> So like Carter, like going up against somebody like Andre Carter, who was a, a first round draft pick, like, I, you know, my, my position coach, I had my issues with him, but if I followed everything he said exactly, I could get him to move just a little tiny bit, but I had to yeah. have a perfect you had to deal first with that big step. Dick, though. Yeah, that was tough. I had to like counterweight with that, you know, that kind of shit. There's, all, there's a lot of variables, you know, physics involved and shit, you know, getting like a slide rule out. Um, but like, if you did everything perfect, you could, you know, it, it it would ultimately work. You know, that's why it's cool. Like, I I feel bad for people that don't get the game, um, yeah. and can't watch because they can't see the music in it. It takes a lot of work to penetrate it, but once you do, it's it's a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. And I really learned that with my sister. My older sister would go once I started getting good. Then my parents were involved, and so they would come to a lot of the games. And my sister went to a lot of the games. And so we'd been talking, it was like my senior year and we'd been talking about football a ton and she good game, bad game, this, that, the other thing, see me make big runs, all that kind of shit. And so knew the position I played. And so we were having this talk and she was like, you know what I noticed when you're out there, 
I think a big issue is they slip you the ball when there's all the guys around you. But I notice that when they throw you the ball, you're away from the guys and you can run away from, and this was like years of her watching football. <laughs> She's like, why do they keep slipping you the ball where everybody's around? Sometimes you can get away from you. And I was like, the handoff. I mean, that's yeah, you know, the kind of position I play. <laughs> Truly, I, I took a hockey rec class in college because I didn't grow up in an area with a lot of ice, you know, I and mean, I played ice, but I could skate. And so I took this rec class in hockey and I was like a fair weather Penguins fan and everything. And I like cherry picked a goal the first day and the guy was like, the fuck are you doing? And like explained offsides to me. And I was like, oh my God, I have had no idea what I've been watching. I've spent so much time watching hockey being like, why are they skating backwards? Go towards the goal, you fools. It's great. And then once you get it, it's like, it can be, you know, especially like on TV and shit, it can be like really fucking fun. I mean, I don't know. I, I should let you guys talk some fantasy stuff. I feel I bogarted all the time. With <laughs> this is like great. Weird yeah, sex, sex stories and stuff. But um, I don't know the minutia as well as you do. And, you know, couldn't get into the specifics, but fantasy is like a whole nother weird element it is funny to me because <laughs> it makes you like an interesting fan where you'll have these guys that you like but then you'll be all fucking pissed at them and maybe yeah. they were just running they were just running the like the defense off and so yeah. they did important stuff for the game but you're like come on oh. fucking do something you fucking oh, piece of shit yeah yeah you get so <laughs> mad you know they, they did exactly what they're supposed to do like if a guy like like purposely like slides short of the goal line or something yeah. you get so He's fucking pissed fucking off the biggest you, one is yeah asshole. when guys don't take a touchdown to win the game to oh run yeah the clock out that <laughs> yeah. really gets people in fantasy come on you fucking asshole quick, <laughs> this guy you love we do a quick yeah, we can do a quick check-in on the league. I want to do that just to say that I have overtaken Hayes for first place right now. Congratulations. Wow, but Hayes undefeated yeah. for a long time. I, yeah. I he was, yeah. he was. Yeah. Now we're both 7-2, and two and I have a pretty big points advantage on him. It's pretty wild because Hayes has the second-fewest second points in the entire league, and he is he in second place. Are they he just junk wins? They're junk wins. Is, does Some he, know, does he, them, is yeah. he into football? Does he know shit? Or is it just he does. a little bit? He yeah. knows a little bit. He's, just, he's, 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 he's had uh, some great luck. <laughs> um, Carl, you want to take a victory lap about the Carl's locks this week? Yes. So, Six, so the Carlay did not hit. The it was spoiled didn't on hit. Thursday night. That was a bummer. That was a bummer. But, but then the lot, locks. A lot, lot of money lines, I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> why even involve yourself in this spread bullshit i had i had some spreads in there i had a couple okay. spreads in there that that the calls locks went the five and oh and the bonus pick also, also hit sunday night so yeah. that's six and no oh on the locks y'all gonna stop disrespecting me is what y'all gonna stop doing i'm trying to get everybody paid out here okay but however fantasy football screwed me this week again i'm currently in 12th place i'm 15 points behind the 11th place person 20, 19 points behind 10 and 20 points behind or like third, 29 points behind nine. I'm go, I'm not going to make the playoffs. Here's what made me mad. I don't I, like it sucks to be in last place in a league that you decided to put together. But yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think picking as eighth fucking sucks. Like I just couldn't get what I really, really wanted. But I got a good roster. I like my roster. CJ Stroud. We talked about Josh Dobbs a little bit in the beginning. Josh Dobbs. I feel so happy for him because yeah. he is uh he had a great game. He didn't even practice with the guys. He didn't even he didn't even know Cool story. 
he didn't know snap cadence with his with his center, which is super important. Uh, and he came out, he willed them to a victory. Can he with O'Connell? Because I know O'Connell likes to just call everything. Can O'Connell yeah. like? Can they do something with him? You think? Dobbs? Or is this like just for fl- the rest of the season? Yeah. I mean, I think that, I think he's going to be the guy from here on out yeah. because they uh, cut their they cut their other guy right. Well, Cousins uh, towards Achilles. I know. And then- I know Cousins did that. <laughs> God bless mm. poor cousins, man. I mean, I know. <laughs> he's so he just like doesn't look like he's ever having fun. And then I love it. I watched that quarterback series. I love it with like the one time he's like, "We're just gonna go for it," and then like they fucking they they blow it. And O'Connell's like, yeah. "I wish you would have just let me, let me put you in something better than that, man. I can give yeah. you a better look." Yeah. Than that. <laughs> uh, I think they'll I think they'll ride with him. I don't know what Jaron Hall's injury. Like how bad that is, but I, I think, think it ride. looked that bad. But it, it it looked like I mean he had to, he had to come out of the game. But like, yeah, it, I think it, you ride, I think you ride with Dobbs. Yeah, you got to ride with Dobbs. Dobbs yeah, is ready. He's good. Dobbs. He's a fucking yeah. rocket scientist, bro. He can figure yeah. it out. Yeah, he's like five? a four zero guy, and you know, with a bunch of degrees and shit, like a good Christian guy and stuff. Yeah, yeah, no I, hair. I like I like him. He's done this uh, before too, where he's had some weird kind of like out of nowhere wins, right? Like this season, that. he did it weeks ago. Yeah, like, that's, right. Pretty, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. it's yeah. pretty. It's pretty nuts. I think it's kind of like been the story of his against career. the Cowboys. Against the Cowboys, he yeah. Th- but this, they said this was his first game winning drive, like coming from behind game win drive. That's cool. Because uh, I guess Crazy. the Cowboys game they led the whole time. But uh, it, we even alluded to it last week about or maybe on handbook about the Baker Mayfield last year of it all getting thrown in on the Rams and getting that big win. And yeah. now it's happened again. Maybe people don't need practice. Yeah. Maybe practice is what's holding everybody back. Yeah. Alan Iverson tried to tell us that. Yeah. Uh, we didn't listen. We didn't listen to Alan. <laughs> I had CJ um, Stroud this week and CJ Stroud got me 40 points and shit. I still lost by four to... Uh, to friend of the show, uh, the Tampa Bay Buck stops here, which is Jamal Newman, friend of the show. I'm pissed off about what happened uh, because basically, like my my game was not bad. Like it, it made me. It just I I, I could I should have played Aaron Jones and I should have played Amari Cooper, but like. When you got Michael Pittman Jr., when you got Devontae Adams, I, I went with Devontae again. He did a little bit better. You I pretty much got to start Devontae all year. Yeah, you have to. Your, yeah. Second round He's your second round pick. And yet, A.J. Brown. you don't, something, something big will happen. I know. Yeah. The Cleveland defense. So dumb. Cleveland, Cleveland's defense also got me pretty badly. Um, yeah, that, that, that hurt. I them in some of them. I only lost by four points. It, it, it But... See, shout out CJ Stroud, man. 4180. He got me. Let's, best yeah. best best game from a rookie ever. Ever. People Five were touchdowns. Sleeping on him. Like not Greg. I think not Greg the draft, I know it's it's my proudest point this year, but like we kind of forgot how important it is to just be good at throwing the football. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like his arm is so accurate. The touchdown that he threw to Tank Dell that they cut to him and he was like you know, like yeah. there was a fucking dime. Like, and also now that we know, like last year he tore, he tore it up all year. He tore it up against Georgia, Georgia. in the title game. The only game that he had a bad game. The other team knew what fucking play they were running every play. We <laughs> Michigan. Out. You know what yeah. I mean? Like <laughs> truly Michigan was the only game all year when he didn't have a big game. And <laughs> now we know why. Like Stroud. It brings me no happiness to see Ohio State guys succeed, but Stroud, he's 
balling. He's great. He's cruising to a rookie of the year, right? Oh, I you mean, don't like, like no, Ohio State. State. That's right. Yeah. I always I but, like them because I always wanted people to think I was like a um who was that? Eddie George. <laughs> Eddie people would be George, like, oh, yeah. you're like Rathman. And I'd be like, no, see, I'm like Eddie George. And they're like, nah, you're not. <laughs> Eddie George uh, was on Comedy Bang Bang, the TV show guest one time, and was pretty damn funny in it. Was he good? Thought. Yeah. Yeah. I, he's a stud. We uh, want to pick some locks for this coming week? Yeah, let's pick some locks, man, because I'm trying to get everybody paid out here. I don't want to hoard this money. You know oh, what I'm saying? Real quick. What do you guys think about, because I'm a Rams guy, I know it's gross, and you know they deserve to be losing the way they are. They, they bought their little Super Bowl, and it sucks. But um, what, what do you think of this Wentz move? They, I mean, pick, I think, they pick him up? Yeah, they signed Carson Wentz today. And I caught mean, Rippin. Yeah, Rippin was really, really bad. I, think, I don't think Stafford's going to be out too long, but I guess, I don't know, they're maybe trying to ride with that uh, Josh Dobbs. Baker Mayfield, short notice, uh, yeah, uh, energy, or even the, the Raiders getting their energy of a new coach boosted them to a win this week. When, oh, we got to talk about that Josh McDaniels I, meeting. Ah, damn. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. We'll have plenty of time to talk about Josh McDaniels. Yeah, I feel like Josh McDaniels is how I feel about like when racist cops finally get fired and can, and it's like. Ah, fuck you, buddy. And then I'm like, this guy's getting paid for, to not do anything. You know what I right. mean? Like, yeah, paid. Ah, leave. fuck. Do what does he? Uh, did he just win this? Fuck. <laughs> uh, yeah, the Raiders surprisingly four and five and kind of in the playoff hunt still. Sit wow. freaking insane. Oh, I, shout out to my Saints who got back in the win column first oh, yeah. in the NFC South. Yeah. Uh, Thursday right, night this week is. It's Pan- Panthers, Panthers Bears. Bears. We're staying away from Thursday night because Thursday night cruises. You don't want to watch that. We at got all. a big Thursday night keep game pounding. next week, though. Uh, keep early, early, go ahead. Sunday morning from Germany, we have the Colts and the Patriots playing in Germany. The Colts are favored by one and a half points. The uh, I got I got two on here. Um, Patriots are the Patriots versus the Colts. Uh, Mac Jones sucks. Michael Pittman's doing yeah. pretty damn well. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take it uh what it is. Indiana Colts minus two. Indiana minus two. Let's go Colts minus two. This is the Carlay. Let's go Colts minus two. Uh let's go. I'm gonna I'm gonna use it. I'm gonna do another game. Let's go Titans, Buccaneers. It's uh Tampa Bay minus one and a half. Uh I am going to say I want to say I'm going to say the Titans bounce back and Will Levis gets his gets his payback uh for us not having to drink the the coffee the mayonnaise mail. coffee. Let's go Titans you, uh, plus one money line. Oh, you take the plus one and a half. Yeah. Right. Love it. And then uh 49ers Jags, San Francisco minus 3. Yeah, take that. Yeah. So yeah, you shame they're getting them, right. right? Stanger, he doesn't want to take money lines anymore because you embarrassed him. <laughs> no, I, I, that, I'm, I'm gonna take some money lines. I don't really understand gambling that much, so I like him because uh, I'm like, okay, I get that. I can understand I get that. that. I always, Niners I always pl- uh, stay away from my own team, but I've been betting y'all's teams, so that's not fair of me. So, uh, Saints Vikings, the line is New Orleans minus two and a half. Uh, I'm kind of scared of that. <laughs> Uh, I but uh, 
and I don't like to bet. That was the Carlay right there. Uh, I don't like to bet against my guys, but uh, ah, boy, let's go Saints money line. Okay, uh, let's go Saints money line. Um, Texans Bengals. CJ Stroud is going. CJ Stroud's going up, but Joe Shiesty is back. Yeah, the Bengals look real good right now. So yeah, let's go. Let's go over under. I think I think I want to go forty eight over forty eight and a half. I think it's gonna be a big game. I think we get. I, uh, I think that the final score of that game is thirty one thirty five Bengals. But yeah, I think the Bengals are gonna be able to put up some points on that that defense. I think we could get ourselves a little bit of a shootout. Yeah, and then we got Packers Steelers. Greg, how you feeling about this one? I feel good. There's a chance that I'll be watching it in a Packers bar, which would mean 100% that the Packers cream us and I have a miserable time. But uh, I, well, let's look, go. I'm a, I was going to pick Packers plus three, but I, but I, I went against yeah, you last week point. and I lost. I mean, if these were two, like, two teams that are so similar, yeah. like Jordan Love yeah. and Kenny Pickett are mm-hmm. interchangeable. Tell you what, if you take Packers and the points, there's a chance that we can both win. So Yeah, let's do that. Let's go Packers plus three on that one. And because I because I went so because I uh went undefeated last time. Let's go Atlanta. Uh Atlanta over the Cardinals. Take the points. Atlanta plus one. I mean Atlanta minus one. Why is that line so small, I wonder? Atlanta's been bad lately. Yeah. They, they didn't they're... look good this week. But I still feel like they're good enough to beat that team. They'll be the Cardinals. Well, well, How this is, is Kyler's return. Kyler Murray's he, coming back. He's coming back. Uh, oh, yeah. Changes wow. Guys, the changes. Wow, guys, the spread in the Giants Cowboys game is sixteen. Wow. Now they played opening week and the Cowboys destroyed them, but that is a huge spread. Yeah, it's it pretty nuts. But I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't. You got to take one more lock, Carl. You want to want to weigh in on that game? Let's go, Cowboys. Uh, Cowboys money line. That's no. gonna pay off so little. Yeah, no, no. I, <laughs> let's not do that. Let's not do that. Uh, I take I take Giants plus sixteen. Who's starting? I mean, if it's if it's, it's fucking uh, Quentin Tarantino. It Tommy yeah, Tommy, yeah. Tommy, Tommy DeVito. DeVito. <laughs> Tommy fucking Devito over here. <laughs> nah, let's stay away from that game. Let's go, uh, Commanders Seahawks. We got Jets Raiders. Brutal Damn, that's Sunday the, night that's football. The night game. Holy yeah. shit! A great Garbage. slate this week. All the Jesus. best games are. Yeah, morning and then uh, Chargers Lions in the afternoon is fun, but man, it is a brutal, brutal two weeks in a row now. We've got bad uh, Sunday night football games. We've got Jets Raiders this upcoming weekend, and then following weekend we've got Vikings Broncos. Let's go Chargers Lions under forty eight and a half. Oh, I dig it. Interesting. It'll be interesting to see the Lions were like suddenly everyone's darling. Then they got absolutely rolled by the Ravens then they had to take a week off and this will be the first time we've seen them since so is it man has it really been did they I don't Ravens think beat those two teams back to back, back to yeah back? Well, I might be wrong but I feel like we had an in-between there maybe maybe with the Gibbs breakout was in between you're right yeah um all right we got our last our locks for the week well Ryan I'm, thank you oh. yeah I'd like to see uh Carl Starr in like a, a remake of Two for the Money with Pacino and McConaughey. Do you remember that? What was no, his yeah. like alter ego's name in that? Oh, he was Brandon Lang. Like he was a former football player, but then they made up some person for him to be. 
to like that pick could all be the Carl world. next time. That could be Carl. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say I we haven't had a movie. good gambling movie in a while, and then I just remembered Uncut Gems. So I'm like, oh, never mind. We had a really good one. Really That's a great one. <laughs> I, I got a pitch for you guys in the off season. You should do some football movies. We, we yeah. absolutely will. Oh, you know what? We're going to need you for. We, there's been talk of a foosballs either flag game or combine or punt Ooh. passing kick competition. So we're going to need you to come in. I mean, Ooh. I think we have to do probably all three. Yeah. <laughs> we got to fill like 30 episodes with no football actually being played. So I'll definitely hang out. I don't know what I can do at this point. I mean, I mean you, you know, can for, scout us. You can scout you us scout when us, we do the combine. You can let us know how we look. You know, for you guys could definitely see the effects of playing a lot of reps. Yeah. <laughs> it does to you. I mean, no, yeah, we you, want you to bring in your combine numbers and see if we can hit like double your forty time, half what you lifted. Yeah, Car- Carl's creeping on the bench on the bench oh, yeah. stuff. I mean, I was probably like in my prime, like hitting thirty plus reps with two twenty five, but I'm I'm nowhere near that anymore. Thirty plus, Woo, yeah. thirty plus. I mean, I, I, I seventeen at one day. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. but that's legit. I mean, like doing it like where they're really watching. Yeah, I don't know if I. I mean, I don't know if I could break thirty. But the guys at the gym said they they were they both uh, made it to the league. They said they make you put your back flat on the bench, like you can't you can't have the curve. You get and you get fucked up mentally too. Like it just it's like it's like working with a trainer. Like for some reason, it feels harder when somebody's watching you. Yeah, you know, on yeah. your own, it's it's just easier. I don't know what it is, yeah. but. But yeah, definitely I'll come back. I mean, there's tons of other shit. I mean, I, I've I've like immediately started fucking my tutor for a while. I can tell you guys that. Oh my god, we got to Why are you gonna drop? How are you gonna throw that as a buzzer we'll teaser? We'll, we'll teaser. Yeah, that's we'll a good teaser. teaser. That's a. We'll have an off season episode where where we do Stanger's war stories. Uh... Yeah, yeah, do that. We'll do some. Um, we can talk about that. We can talk about I don't know more of the coaches' platitudes and. I, like all the specific, like what you get, training table, the money you get, all that kind of shit, the rules that we were up against then. It's changed a lot now, but yeah, this is an honor. I appreciate you guys bringing me back. Thanks it for doing it, buddy. Thanks for doing it. Doing yeah, it. Yeah, Sorry for you. rambling so much. No, that was fucking no, was great. great. Yeah. I got to run to a birthday dinner. I'm super late. Uh, oh, shit. Sorry. <laughs> Tell me that that is not at all. I love these goddamn stories. We'll yeah, see y'all amazing. next week. We'll see Bye, you next y'all. week. Bye. Love you. Bye, love you. That was a HeadGum Podcast.